Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I'm Dylan Tyre, and this is Believe in Ohio State. under very strange circumstances that I talked to you this week on Believe in Ohio State because the game, the greatest rivalry in college football between Ohio State and Michigan, has been canceled due to COVID-19 complications in the Michigan Wolverines football program. So that's what we got to talk about this week on Believe in Ohio State. Very happy to have you with me, but unfortunately, We don't get to preview this big matchup between Ohio State and the University of Michigan. We had a big episode planned. We were going to break every single thing down, talk about why I felt like the Buckeyes were going to dominate Michigan like a lot of people did, or a lot of people did, I should say. I was going to say a lot of people do, but a lot of people did now that the game had been canceled. Uh, As always, we were going to have Jake Jarvis on with his score prediction. Jake, uh, I had a great conversation with him a couple of days ago about the game. He had a lot of good things to say, um, and unfortunately, we're not going to be able to talk to him about it because the game has been canceled. But we do have to talk about, you know, some of the implications from this ba- from this game being canceled, what it means for Ohio State. So I think this week's episode is going to be a little bit shorter than uh, a couple of our past episodes have been. I'm still going to give you my NFL pick, still going to tell you what Buckeyes did in the National Football League this past week, but uh, we don't have a game preview, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time um, breaking down the Ohio State-Michigan State game. What I will say about that game is, is the Buckeyes looked like the Buckeyes. Justin Fields looked like Justin Fields. That was a really good game for Ohio State against a bad opponent. Michigan State was not good, but Ohio State improved on defense. They had a really nice effort by their secondary, by their defensive line, by everybody. I mean, Haskell Garrett with that tip and interception, pick six in the end zone. That was probably the play of the game on defense. Sean Wade had a really pretty interception as well. So those guys on the defensive side of the football showed up. Tip of the cap to Haskell Garrett. We've talked about what he's dealt with this season and how he's overcome that and how great he's played this season. I think he's been one of the four or five best players on the entire roster this year. A real surprise Haskell Garrett has been, but uh, a tip of the cap to him nonetheless. He's been awesome this season. Sean Wade stepping up with that interception. He's got picks in back-to-back games now for Ohio State. That was great. 
And on offense, I mean, it was more of the same for Ohio State. Justin Fields bounced back from his poor for Poor performance against Indiana, made an emphasis and and an effort to throw the ball away when he needed to last week. He was able to do that. He used his legs more than he normally does. He looked great doing that. A career high in rushing yards, over 100. Had two touchdowns on the ground, two more through the air. The Ohio State wide receivers looked good. And Trey Sermon finally had his breakout game at running back for Ohio State. And that was great to see as well. So, I mean, from top to bottom, it was a good, good game for Ohio State. Really no complaints other than that broadcast. I mean, a lot of people were talking about some of the difficulties that broadcast crew was having, whether it was Dan Orlovsky, some of the stuff he was saying, the cameraman was having a tough time. But uh, that's behind us now. That that was my only qualm with the game. I thought the broadcast could have been much better between uh, Ohio State and Michigan State. But a good win for Ohio State They're coming off that game, feeling good, preparing for Michigan, and then it comes down Tuesday afternoon that Michigan is not going to be able to play this game because of COVID-19 complications. Uh, A lot was made uh, earlier uh, this week, late last week. You know, people were thinking, oh, Michigan has this COVID-19 deal as an excuse. They can back out. I don't think that's the case. Uh, I believe they have serious COVID-19 issues going on in their program. So uh, I've got no issue with the game being canceled other than the fact uh, that it sucks. And before we get into talking a little bit more about this uh, this issue with Ohio State and what they've got facing them now that the game is canceled, as always, I've got to tell you about Bet Online because sports are in full swing right now. The National Football League is in full swing. College football outside of Ohio State and Michigan this week is in full swing. And while you might not be able to be at the games this season, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. They've got game spreads and totals. They've got team props, player props, even coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. They've always got their online casino as well. That never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all their great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And I'm sad because I'm not going to be able to give you my picks this week for Ohio State and Michigan. Hint, hint, it was going to be the over, and it was going to be Ohio State covering because I think the Buckeyes were going to dominate and crush the spirits of the Michigan Wolverines in the game. But all for naught is things have been canceled. So what faces Ohio State now? Well, at this point in the season, they've had three games canceled due to the COVID-19 situation. The game against Maryland, the game against Illinois, and now the game against Michigan. So Ohio State sits at 5-0 and this season, and you need to play six games. Six games is the minimum to get into the Big Ten Championship game, which is two weeks from now in Indianapolis. Now, Ohio State right now has the best record, or or they're the only undefeated team uh, in the Big Ten Conference and in their division in the Big Ten Conference, so that would put them in the Big Ten Championship game. But they have not played the minimum number of games, and now, with the Michigan game out of the question, they will not play the minimum number of games to get into that Big Ten Championship game. So question number one, is the Big Ten Conference going to change the rules to allow Ohio State into the Big Ten Championship game. That remains to be seen. I think they may do that, given uh, given maybe something that I'm going to talk about right now, and that is whether or not 
they allow Ohio State to reschedule a game this week against Maryland or play a team like Indiana that has an opportunity to play this week. Now, Ohio State has already played Indiana, but Indiana is going to be open. They're going to be able to play this week. Um, the game against Maryland, uh, Maryland would have to lose their opponent in Rutgers and face off against Ohio State. So I don't know if the Big Ten's going to say, Rutgers, you know what, we're going to have Ohio State play instead of you. I don't think that's completely fair. So there's those two chances, those two opportunities. Ohio State could play Maryland. They could play Indiana. Uh, I see that those two as the more likely scenario where there's a third situation where will the Big Ten change the rules and allow Ohio State to go out of conference and play somebody out of conference. I don't see that happening because the opportunity has already been there for a few teams to do that, and they didn't let them. So I feel it's a little bit uh, a little bit unfair to change the rules now and do that. So I see the two games uh, against Indiana and Maryland as the more likely scenarios for Ohio State to play this week. I don't see them going out of conference. A lot of people are saying that Ohio State should play Texas A&M because Texas A&M's game was canceled this week and have a number four versus five matchup or number three versus five matchup. However, you see Ohio State ranked uh they're three in the ap but four in the college football playoff um i just don't see that game against texas a&m happening because of the rules in the big 10 and i don't see them changing those rules i do see them making some concessions for ohio state though to get the buckeyes into the big 10 championship game because i mean they they, they want that game to be watched they want the ratings for that game to be good and if big 10 or if ohio state's not in that big 10 title game the ratings aren't going to be very good for the big 10 championship and I mean, Indiana would be in, in the title game instead of Ohio State, even though the Buckeyes have beaten Indiana this season. So that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I think the most likely scenario is that the rules change and Ohio State is allowed to play in the Big Ten championship game in Indianapolis uh, in a couple of weekends. But they could allow Ohio State to play this week against one of those teams. I don't see that happening right now. I just don't think it's very likely. Um, I don't really know. It could happen. It might not happen. Um, we're halfway through the week, so it, it really remains to be seen. I'm not sure if Ohio State's going to play this week. But does that matter? That's the biggest question for everybody. I see on Twitter, right after the game was canceled, everybody's uh, in an uproar. Oh, oh, Ohio State shouldn't be allowed to play in the Big Ten championship game. Ohio State shouldn't be allowed into the college football playoff. They haven't played enough games this season. Well, everybody slow down a little bit. Cool your jets. Because I think something that everybody is forgetting is the fact that everybody in the Big Ten conference is playing Big Ten championship week. There's the Big Ten title game, but everybody else in the conference is playing that week. We talked about it at the very beginning of the season. The Big Ten changed the schedule to, to allow that to happen this season, to allow everybody to have a nine-game regular season schedule. So the best team in the West is, or the number one team in the West is playing the number one team in the East, I should say, for the Big Ten championship game. Not necessarily the best teams, but the in terms of record, the number one teams, and after that, the number two team is playing the number two team, the number three team is playing the number three team in each division, and so on. That's what's happening Big Ten Championship weekend. So Ohio State's going to play six games this season. Everybody's freaking out. Oh, you can't let a five-win team or a five win team or a team that's only played five games into the college football playoff. Well, they're going to play six games, so everybody relax about that. Ohio State is going to play again in the Big Ten Conference, whether or not it's the Big Ten Championship game or not. So, I mean, 
That is going to happen. Another scenario that I've seen laid out there is Michigan and Ohio State possibly playing that weekend of the Big Ten Championship, uh, just pushing that game back and allowing Indiana into the championship game. That's a scenario. I don't know. But everybody right now is saying, uh, or, or a lot of athletic directors in the Big Ten Conference, I should say, let me correct myself there, a lot of athletic directors in the Big Ten Conference, um, namely Michigan's athletic director, athletic director Ward Manuel, and um, at Wisconsin, Barry Alvarez, they've said, well, we need to look at things. We might be willing to change the rules to allow Ohio State into the Big Ten championship game. Now, what I just told you is I don't necessarily think Ohio State has to be in the Big Ten championship game and win that game to make the college football playoff. They're still going to play a sixth game against a Big Ten opponent. It'll be the number two team uh, in the Big Ten West if they're not allowed into the championship game, Ohio State, that is. So they're still going to be playing a pretty good opponent and they're going to go 6-0 and if they win that game, and they'll have six games. So whether or not Ohio State plays in the Big Ten Championship game, they're going to play six games this season. Now, a Big Ten Championship looks better. I get that. It looks better going into the college football playoff. But even if Ohio State is not in the Big Ten title game, I'm not worried that they're going to be left out of the college football playoff. They're going to have that sixth game. They're going to be 6-0, and and I don't see how you could allow a 6-0 and Ohio State team to be kept out of the college football playoff if you're the selection committee. Now, if that were the scenario, I mean, let's think about that. Let's say that Ohio State doesn't play in the Big Ten championship game, but they finish the season off at 6-0. and So they're not a Big Ten champion, but they're undefeated at 6-0. and What's your argument there? If, if you're Texas A&M, if you're Florida, I mean, the only situation that I can see Ohio State being left out of the college football playoff is if Florida is able to beat Alabama in the SEC title game, then you're going to have Florida in and you're going to have Alabama in. Then Ohio State's going to get pushed out. I think that's your only scenario that that's going to happen. But how likely is that? I don't think Florida's beating Alabama. Alabama has been dominant this season. But if you're Texas A&M sitting there at number five, and that's this is why everybody wants Texas A&M and Ohio State to play this week, because it eliminates one of those two teams from the conversation uh, of getting into the college football playoff. But how, as a Texas A&M fan, a Texas A&M supporter, somebody that has watched that team this season, how are they going to get in over an undefeated Ohio State team, assuming that A&M and Ohio State do not play this week? How are you, how are you in your right mind going to tell me that Texas A&M because they've played more games than Ohio State deserves to be in? They lost to Alabama by four touchdowns. It's a 28 point game, nearly a 30 point loss for Texas A&M against Alabama, and that's the team that they would be facing off against in the opening round of the college football playoff. It would be one versus four if you let Texas A&M in. Who wants to watch that game? Not me. I mean, I, I, there's no way to justify Texas A&M getting into the college football playoff, assuming Florida loses to Alabama in the SEC title game, and assuming Ohio State is 6-0 and and did not play in the Big Ten title game. That's the only scenario where people are going to be like, oh, Ohio State, they can't be in. They didn't win the Big Ten championship. They didn't play enough games. Texas A&M should be in. No, they should not. They lost to Alabama by 28 points, and I'm going to leave it at that. Texas A&M should not be in. I mean, go back to 2015. Ohio State, as the defending national champion, loses to Michigan State on a last-second field goal in their second-to-last game of the season. They don't get to play in the Big Ten championship game. They have arguably the most talented roster in the history of college football. 
coming off of their national championship the season prior, and they were left out of the college football playoff. They were left out of the college football playoff. They didn't have a 28-point loss on their schedule. They had a three-point loss to a pretty good Michigan State team, and they were kept out of the college football playoff. So if Texas A&M gets in, I'm not watching college football for 10 years. That's a promise. Texas A&M cannot get into this college football playoff. They have no right to. There's no justification there. If Ohio State is undefeated uh, when the regular season is over, they should be in the college football playoff. That's my stance on it. No questions asked. So no matter what happens this week, no matter what happens at all, Ohio State is getting a sixth game. Whether or not it's the Big Ten title game, I don't know. Could be the Big Ten championship game. Could be against the number two team in the Big Ten West. Whatever the case, Ohio State is going to get a sixth game. So if you think six games is enough to get into the college football playoff, Ohio State will have that amount of games. If you think they need a Big Ten championship, well, that might happen too. They might allow Ohio State to they may allow Ohio State into that Big Ten championship game, excuse me. They may change the rules, make it not a minimum of six games anymore, and just let a 5-0 Ohio State team into the Big Ten championship game because, frankly, it's pretty ridiculous that Ohio State would be left out because they've been very clearly the best team in the conference, and they're the only undefeated team in the conference. And they beat the second-best team in the conference in Indiana already this season. So Ohio State should be in the Big Ten championship game no matter what. Uh, If they're not allowed in because the Big Ten doesn't want to change the rules, they still are the best team in the Big Ten. They're still going to be undefeated. They're still going to be 6-0. So I don't see any reason to leave Ohio State out of the college football playoff. I don't think this game being canceled matters that much. A lot of people are freaking out about it. I don't think this game against Michigan being canceled matters that much. I still think, in o- I still think, excuse me, Ohio State is in a fine position to make it into the college football playoff. So that's all I'm going to say about that this week. We're going to move on to our NFL stuff now. That's going to be uh, the end of our college football talk, except uh, our moments around the Oval, which how about we do right now? We're going to go around the Oval right now, update you on what's new with the Ohio State football program, a couple of news and notes outside, uh, or a couple of pieces of news and a couple of notes, I should say, to get my grammar correct there, outside of the obvious uh, Michigan game cancellation. But uh, let's do it. Let's go around the oval right now. A couple of award notes here for Ohio State. They've got four players on this team that were recently named semifinalists for various national awards. Wyatt Davis, first and foremost, the Ohio State right guard, was named a semifinalist for the Outland Trophy, given to the best interior offensive and defensive lineman in college football. So congratulations to Wyatt Davis, a semifinalist for the Outland Trophy. On defense, Ohio State linebacker Pete Werner is a semi semifinalist, excuse me, for the Buckkiss Award. Uh, his uh, defensive teammate Sean Wade is a semifinalist for the Thorpe Award, the best DB in the country. And then Ohio State's quarterback Justin Fields is a semifinalist for the Maxwell and Davy O'Brien Awards uh, in college football. So those are our pieces of news around the Ohio State football program. All those guys are up. For awards this season, they have moved on to the semifinalist phase of those awards, so hoping for some victories as this season continues in terms of those awards for Ohio State. Obviously, Justin Fields is also in the Heisman conversation as well. 
So that is going to do it for our college football talk. If you have any more questions about the whole Michigan scenario, uh, what's going to happen the rest of this season for Ohio State, please feel free to ask. You can message me on Twitter at Dylan Tyre, D-Y-L-A-N-T-Y-R-E-R. Feel free to send me an email at dylantire at mac.com, D-Y-L-A-N-T-Y-R-E-R at mac.com. I'd be happy to talk to you about any questions you might have. I'd be happy to answer. I'd be happy to talk about them on this podcast next week if you have any questions. So feel free to reach out if you want anything clarified, if you want me to discuss any other scenarios. But to reiterate, as it stands right now, I think Ohio State at 6-0 and is going to be into the college football playoff as the four seed. I'm not really worried about it. The only thing we have to worry about is Florida upsetting Alabama in the SEC title game. If that happens, I think Florida's going to be in it for Alabama will still be in the college football playoff, and Ohio State will be bumped out in that case. And if that's the case, I think Florida, frankly, deserves to be in over Ohio State. I think Alabama's been that good this season, and if Florida's able to beat them, I think they should be in the college football playoff. But uh, as it stands right now, I think the Buckeyes are going to be in the college football playoff no matter what no matter what, because I don't think Florida is going to beat Alabama. So now let's get on to our NFL talk. Uh, Buckeyes in the NFL, just one note on Buckeyes in the NFL from last week in the National Football League. Michael Thomas, Saints wide receiver, is the fastest player to 500 career catches in NFL history. He did it in 69 career games, so congratulations to Michael Thomas. Feels like every single week he's breaking some sort of record in the National Football League. I mean, every season he cements himself as one of the top three or four or five wide receivers in the National Football League. I know he's dealt with a lot of injuries this season. He hasn't been able to play a lot. But uh, to be the fastest player to 500 career catches in the NFL is pretty awesome. So congratulations again to Michael Thomas for doing it in 69 very nice career games. Now it's time for our NFL picks, and that's actually going to do it for this week of Believe in Ohio State once we're done with the NFL picks because we've got nothing more to discuss. We talked a little bit about Michigan State. We talked about uh, the Michigan game cancellation. We talked about the scenarios for Ohio State going forward. We talked about what I think about Ohio State in terms of the college football playoff. We did around the Oval. We did Buckeyes in the NFL. So now it's time for our NFL picks for this coming week, and then we're going to be out of here. So a very nice, quick episode this week. Uh, I hope you were able to cover everything and just give you kind of an idea of what's going on. And again, like I said, if you've got any more questions, just feel free to reach out. So without further ado, it's time for our NFL picks. Last week, I struggled. I went 3-5 and five last week after starting off hot. We're now under 500 for the first time all season at 43-44-1. If you haven't done this with me before, every single week we pick the Buckeye, or we pick the Bengals, the Washington football team, the Saints, the Raiders, the Lions, and the Colts. We pick all of those games because they boast, those teams boast, the most former Buckeyes now in the National Football League. And in addition to those teams' games, I always pick Sunday night football and Monday night football because uh, those are fun. Just a nice little add-on to our weekly slate. So like I said, last week I went 3-5. and five. Overall on the season, 43-44-1. We've been cold after a red-hot start to this season, so let's try and finish where we started. Let's get hot to end this NFL season. It's already over. I can't believe we're saying that. This this NFL season is already almost over. It feels like it just started. It's been great to have football back, but it's flown by, hasn't it? 
So we've got eight picks this week, starting off with the Broncos and the Panthers. Broncos, Broncos rather, at the Panthers this week. It's a three and a half point spread. The Panthers are the favorites. That's going to be my pick. I like the Panthers minus three and a half because like I said last week, I love what the Panthers have done this season. Feels like they cover every single week. So I'm going to ride with the Panthers and Teddy Bridgewater this week. I like the Panthers minus three and a half against the Broncos. Pick number two, the Cowboys at the Bengals. Cowboys three and a half point favorites. I feel like I've lost every single time. I've bet on the Cowboys this season every time they've been my pick, but I'm going to ride with the Cowboys again because I just don't have any faith in this Bengals team without Joe Burrow. So my pick is the Cowboys minus three and a half in Cincinnati. Pick number three, the Colts at the Raiders. My pick is the Colts minus three because I'm a big believer in the Colts right now. I think they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. They're going to be a tough team to play against. They've got the defense. I think their offense is right where it needs to be. I don't think the Raiders are going to show up in this game coming off of their victory against the Jets. I don't think the Raiders are very good. So my pick is the Colts minus three. Pick number four, the Packers at the Lions. Simple as this. The Lions are not good. The Lions are not good. They were getting beat down by the Bears last week. The Bears let them in, let them back into the game somehow. The Lions won, but don't get it mistaken. The Lions were not good in that game against the Bears. They're not going to be good against the Packers. So my pick is the Packers minus eight. Pick number five, the Saints at the Eagles. Kind of the same scenario. The Eagles are struggling. They're going to be starting a rookie quarterback. It'll be Jalen Hurts' first career start in the National Football League. I think their offense is going to be a little bit better under him than it was under Carson Wentz this season. Wentz struggled that much, but not good enough to beat the Saints, and I don't think good enough to cover either because the Saints have really hit stride now. They've got their guys healthy. Michael Thomas is a big, big weapon for them now that he is healthy again, so my pick is the Saints minus seven. Pick number six, the Washington football team coming off a victory against the Steelers. They'll go to Arizona to take on the 49ers because, remember, the 49ers can't play in San Francisco right now, so they got to go and play in Arizona. Three-and-a-half-point underdogs, the Washington football team against the 49ers. Um, the football team has proven that it's it's dumb to bet against them. Feels like they stick around in games, but my pick's going to be the 49ers because I think they're a stingy team. I think they hang around too, and I think they, they have more to offer than Washington. I think the 49ers are a better team than the Washington football team. So my pick is San Francisco minus three and a half. Now pick number seven, Sunday night football next week. The Steelers at the Bills. The Bills are one and a half point favorites at home. It's going to be cold. It's going to be nasty. But I like the Steelers bouncing back from that loss against Washington. I think they come angry. I think they come hungry. I think they come looking for their 12th victory. So I like the Steelers covering. My pick is the Steelers plus one and a half. Final pick of the week, pick number eight, Monday night football, the Ravens at the Browns. This is going to be a huge one in the state of Ohio. Up in Cleveland, a big, big matchup in the AFC North between Baltimore and Cleveland. It's a pick 'em. They see it right down the middle. Will it be the Ravens? Will it be the Browns? Cleveland is red hot right now. The Ravens struggling a little bit coming into this game. They've slowed down from last season. My pick, though, is going to be the Ravens in a pick 'em. I like them straight up in this game. I just think that defense is too good. 
and I don't think the Browns' defense is good enough. I still think their defense is a little bit suspect. I think the Ravens have too much to offer offensively. I think they're too dynamic. I think they're going to cause too many problems for Cleveland. So even though the Browns have started to hit stride, even though their offense is good, even though Baker Mayfield looked very good against Tennessee, and even though they can run the absolute hell out of the football up there in Cleveland, my pick is the Ravens in a pick So to go over them one more time, the Panthers minus 3.5, the Cowboys minus 3.5, the Colts minus 3, the Packers minus 8, the Saints minus 7, the 49ers minus 3.5, the Steelers plus 1.5, and, and the Ravens over the Browns in a pick So that's going to do it for this week of Believe in Ohio State. Very, very appreciative of of you guys. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much every week for listening. Uh, Even though he wasn't on this episode, I want to thank Jacob Jarvis because I did talk to him in preparation for this Michigan game. It would have been a great episode, but all for naught is unfortunately the game will not happen for the first time since World War I. We are without Ohio State and Michigan for the first time in a long time. So without this game, make sure to go enjoy your Saturday. Make a little money with Bet Online, as we have to thank them as well for making this podcast possible. So again, thanks to Bet Online, thanks to Jake Jarvis, and a big thank you to you for joining me this week on Believe in Ohio State. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.